punches away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about state of origin and rep round. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson, and my co-hosts tonight are Chris Waring and Daniel Friend. Friendy, we haven't spoken since last week. You, uh, It was your birthday last Monday, so happy birthday. I think we I think we said happy birthday on the podcast last week. Uh, and also, you told me that you were perilously close to a perfect round last week. How'd you go? Thank you, Bo. Uh, hello, Chris. Yeah, I... Um I did have Dragon selected for the first game. Had to text my tips into school. Uh, we do the old school booklets, and then about an hour later, after just listening to a podcast with all these fancy stats about Souths, I got completely spooked and changed back. And what do you know? I got seven out of eight, not including Souths. <laughs> that is brutal, absolutely brutal. Uh, Chris, you you also tipped Souths. Uh, I think you had them as thirteen plus in your in your bowl. They uh, the Dragons really did shock everybody, didn't they? Yeah, but that bold went away pretty quickly. I was pretty confident that Souths were going to put a um, bit of a number on him, but then I sort of I actually wasn't watching the game. I checked the halftime score on League Live. Just had to laugh. I laughed at it to be honest. It was thirty-two nil at halftime, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been actually. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it was, which is just like insane numbers. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Let's start with wild cards. I'll uh, kick us off. My wild card award this week is the. Tom Green from Freddie Got Fingered Award for being the backwards man, <laughs> which which goes to Corey Oates. After taking yeah. after trying to take the head off Marion Seve before he offloaded to Grant Anderson and Oates then tried to tackle him, Anderson offloaded to Jerome Hughes, and as Oates was getting to his feet, not knowing where the ball was exactly, Hughes ran kind of into the back of Oates, and Oates went for the backwards hug slash grab. And kind of affected a tackle behind his back, which was very impressive. I've, I've never seen it before. Probably won't happen again. But Queenslanders, there's, that's evidently what it's, the selectors are looking for, as OT was, has since received a squad call-up for the Maroons. So the Tom Green from Freddie Got Fingered Award for being the backwards man goes to Corey Oates. Chris, what's your wildcard award this week? All right, I'm going to go to the Rachel McAdams Award for about time. So <laughs> Luke Brooks is apparently being... Is apparently being dropped for the first time in his career. So, again, I've, I've been someone you've got to have a bit of a rational opinion about Luke Brooks. He, he's a bad player, but he's not the only reason targets are bad. But after three weeks in a row where he's been, for some reason, the dominant kicking in play, he's kicked it out on the full three games in a row, and his kicking in play on the weekend was generally abysmal. You'd rather give it to James Tamo for kick for the corner. It might have a better effect. So, bad, you know, not great times at the Tigers, but I think that's at least one positive that he's finally not going to be in the team. Touch wood, hopefully. It is a James Hooper report, so... <laughs> yeah. Could be just completely wrong. Who knows? Uh, there have been reports about Luke Brooks like since the off-season. Friendy, it sounds like you dodged a bullet there with the Knights were interested apparently, but then the Tigers wanted to keep him or something. I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but uh, Friendy, you'd be keen for a bit of Luke Brooks at the Knights, wouldn't you? Uh, are you actually serious? <laughs> uh, no, no. No, we would not like Luke Brooks. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, no, he stinks. <laughs> stinks, he stinks, he stinks. Uh, 
he um <laughs> he he's been a pretty average footballer for his 183 184 game career. Uh clearly not a mug. Uh he's played more than 150 games, but the last three or four games have been particularly diabolical, like you say, Chris. So, yes, the Rachel McAdams Award for about time goes to Luke Brooks. Friendy, do you have a wildcard award this week? I do. I have the lucky number seven wildcard award, and it goes to Freddie Fitler, who made seven changes to his origin squad this mm. week. Uh, I was a bit surprised that many, and one of them is completely bewildering, Victor Radley in the squad, who hasn't played since round 10, and from all reports, Ports was supposed to be injured till round 19 or something. So why they're wasting a spot there, I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, I guess we'll get into it a little bit later, uh, my thoughts on the squad. But um, I, I do think it's a, a little bit improved, but it's surely it just shows that how wrong he got it in game one. Well, that is something that I do want to pick both your brains about right now. Let's get into State of Origin. It is, of course, this Sunday night at 7.50pm at Optus Stadium in Perth. I assume that's 7.50pm our time in the Eastern States and not Perth time because that would be like 9.50 at night. We'd be uh, all in our sleep where watching that game. Uh, so, yes, there have been seven changes, as you say. A few of those, like you mentioned, will be pretty inconsequential. I don't think... Victor's going to get a crack. Uh, Clint Gutherson, Jordan McLean, they feel like odd selections to me because they're neither development players nor like genuinely in great form, which I find confusing. Chris, do you also find Freddie's selections a bit on the odd side? Yeah, in terms of the, the greatest squad, um, I can't really make much sense of it, to be honest. Not that it's massively um, consequence, uh, consequential, like we've just mentioned, like they're not going to play, but in terms of the reason why, um, yeah, it's pretty baffling to me. Victor Radley just makes, uh, yeah, I just cannot wrap my head around that. Um, and then you've got extended squad members that were dropped for new squad members that aren't going to play either. It's just, I don't know, it's pretty confusing, to be honest. So, Freddie, there's, there's five people out for New South Wales. One of them was Jack White, and now that's a, that's a COVID-related thing, plus the fact that Perth is, of course, in Western Australia, where they have slightly different COVID rules compared to the rest of the country, a bit more strict. So uh, Jack Whiten, even though he probably would be fine to play uh, if it was in New South Wales, uh, won't be playing because of COVID. So uh, he is out. The rest of them, I believe, have all been dropped on form. So that's Katoni Staggs, who got injured during Origin 1. Ryan Madison, who played about half an hour, didn't have much of a consequential impact on the game. Uh, Tarek Sims uh, and Regan Campbell-Gillard, I thought RCG sort of held his gloves up all right. What, what do you do? You think a few of those guys are a bit unlucky? Yeah, I think RCG is. I thought he had a had a bit of a crack, to be honest. Uh, the rest of them, I could take or leave. To be honest, I'm I'm stoked that Apicorisau is named at number nine. Uh, I think he's the premier New South Wales dummy half. I'm I'm not massive on Damien Cook, to be honest. I think he's a bit of a one trick pony. Um, Appy is an absolute manipulator of the ruck, which is what we need because we're not getting any quick play the balls just through hitting up one out. So Appy needs, we need a bit of craft in there and Appy brings that in spades. So very happy about that. Uh, Jake Dubrovich, very safe. He's not going to let you down. I would have really liked to seen him on the bench instead of starting. I think we might be a prop short. Mm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I'm, I, I do like Matt Burton. Um, I, I can, completely copy him at left center uh the rest of it i like cameron murray i hope he actually does start yeah i I think it looks better overall but yeah rcg probably hard done by the rest yeah not really 
Chris, it's, it's, it's interesting. We've, we've, we spoke to a bit of a, a, a post-mortem after Origin 1, of course, and one of the things that New South Wales seemed to lack was, uh, you know, as, as Friendy says, a little bit of pace around the ruck and that, that word we keep using, leg speed, right? Now, in terms of trying to beat Queensland in the middle... They do have one advantage here in New South Wales. That's no Ruben Cotter. I think that makes a big difference to Queensland's mobility and their line speed and their leg speed. But they've gone with one proper middle on the bench. Because on the bench, they've named Damian Cook, Angus Crichton, who's more of an edge back rower, Talakai, who's an edge back rower slash centre, and Junior Paolo, who is, um, of course, a, a, a front rower through and through. Does that give you any cause for concern, Chris? Yeah, a little bit. Like Fran said, uh, uh, like Jake Trevojevic, he's not going to let you down, but he's also not going to, you know, he's a, he's a great defensive player, as we all know. His attacking ability has left him somewhat, but he's definitely, in terms of that defensive resolve in the middle, I think he'll hold his own. Um, I think what's concerning is Liam Martin, actually, I think he's top 10 in missed tackles or tackle efficiency this year. Mm. And I think that what they're going to do is similar to, you know, Freddie's just essentially copying kind of play at this point. I think Martin will go shift into the front row and they'll try to work out the rotation around that. Because like you said, there's only uh, Paolo on the bench. Talakai's not going to play middle. Uh, between Crichton and, Mar- and Martin, you're probably going to go um, Martin in the middle unless they do something like... Well, Murray yeah. will go to the middle. Yeah, defend in the middle. But in terms of... Yeah, actually, yeah, they might defend Murray in the middle, but um, attack him on the edge or something. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about the size. I do agree with you, though, that I think Cotter um, weakens, yeah, just slows Queens up a bit with Tino going to lock and then Collins starting. I think that will help New South Wales a bit. Mm. But, yeah, I think there is reasonable cause for concern in terms of the bench. Well, let's touch on Queensland just a little bit while we're here. Uh, I understand you guys are both New South Wales, so the response will basically be fuck Queensland. But uh, they, they have named a couple of uh, different changes here. Uh, no Ruben Cotter, of course, like we mentioned. He did his hamstring in the warm-up on Friday evening. Bit of a shame. Uh, Xavier Coates hurt himself in Origin 1, so he'll be out for quite a while too. Uh, Hamaso Tabuafido was in the squad, but has dropped out with injury also. So... Coming into the squad are both Thurmore, Corey Oates, and Reese Walsh. They've been named in the extended squad. Coming into the 17 to replace Cotter and Coates, a Jai Arrow, and Murray Taolangi. Now, Friendy, are they the, the right choices, do you think, for Queensland? Yeah, I can certainly see um, why they've done that. Arrow's got origin experience, and Taolangi is a left winger who will play outside his club left centre in Valentine Holmes. So mm-hmm. you've got that combination there, which has been pretty pretty efficient this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't question those selections at all. And, Chris, you were talking about the fact that uh, Lindsay Collins moving into the front row, Tino moving to lock to try and cover for Cotter uh, is a bit of a disadvantage. Do you think that's going to affect... Well, like, you know, Cotter brings that mobility, that speed, and it was a bit of an advantage for Queensland in the last game. Uh, that's going to be something that New South Wales might try to exploit. Yeah, I just think it's still a great forward pack. Don't get me wrong, Tino's a great player. Definitely let him down there. But it just, yeah, Cotter's kind of unique in that he's very versatile but plays in the middle. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jai Arrow on the bench, just a, you know, a seasoned head. Um, and I think something that will benefit Queensland is you won't have the, the Nenai 
it's very unlikely you'll have the Nenai injury mid-game mm. again, where I think he's, you know, he provides that. He'll obviously come on the edge, which will give, like, the extra interchange for someone in the middle to rotate um, in and out. I expect Carrigan will probably get um, quite a lot of game time with Papali'i and Collins will probably split theirs. Yeah, I, I think it, it may, it's a slight disadvantage. Yeah, Cod had a great game, but I don't think, you know, I, I wouldn't classify it as a weakness or anything. Interesting. Uh, I, I do want to touch on Jake Tavorovic a little bit. I, I You both mentioned that maybe you're a little bit confused about him starting. See, like he's, to me, that's a defensive move from Fitler. Just trying to get through that first 2025, isn't it? Like he, he'd be going out there with instructions to chop blokes in half as much as he can during that period, hurt a few blokes, get the ascendancy for New South Wales, and then get out of the way for guys like Haas, Paolo, and then Yeo and Murray to come into the middle to sort of really work that middle and maybe have Talakai for some impact. Do you think that's the move, Friendy, that it's, it's basically just he'll play the first 25 and then get out of the way? or like Kind of like what Papali'i did for Queensland last game, or do you think he is destined for longer minutes? Yeah, I'm not too sh- sure. I, I find it odd because what you've just stated there, the first 25 and everything, that wasn't really our issue. Our issue was when Queensland's bench came on. Mm. So if we're trying to pick a defensive player, I would have thought it would be from minute 25 onwards, really, when Harry Grant, Pat Carrigan and guys like that came on and just completely shifted the momentum Queensland's way. Um, to have him at the start, I, I really don't think he offers enough uh with the ball, like making meters and things like that, I don't think he bends the defensive line whatsoever. So really, you've got one battering ram in Payne Haas, and then Trebojevic and Yo are both passes in the middle. So we're heavily reliant on our outside backs to get us out of trouble yet again. I, I we need a big boy up front, and and I really feel like we need two on the bench, but we seem to only have two real or two front rowers every week, week in, week out in um, Paolo and Payne Haas. So I'm, I'm really worried about that. Chris, same question to you. Do you, uh, do you think Freddie makes a good point there that maybe Trevojevic was better served coming in after that initial damage to try and counter Carrigan? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I get the point you're making about, um, you know, theory that Trevojevic would play, you know, 25, 30, try to hold the defensive middle together, which is definitely capable of, but like friend alluded to, I, I think that only makes sense if there's two forward rotations on the uh, front row rotations on the bench. I don't think how they're going to work around us, um, Paolo, and well, even Mario Martin in the middle. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, I agree with friend. Like the And what we touched on in the origin preps was how, how strong a Queensland bench is to New South Wales, and then New South Wales has kind of done... I agree with the selection about Coruscant starting Cook mm. off the bench, but it's essentially mimicking the what Queensland did with um, Hunt and then Grant off the mm. bench. Mm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty concerned, to be honest. I, I think, and this, like you alluded to earlier in the episode, I thought I around uh, Campbell Gillard had a, a decent game, all things considering, especially considering how we went middle. I, I, he definitely wasn't the worst. And I think Without that extra front row rotation on the bench, uh, I, I think Trevojevic is just going to, you know, he, he's either going to play 25, 25, 30, or I feel like he's even going to play 80. I don't know, what, I don't know which one it's going to be. For New South Wales, who are who are the most unlucky players? You've got RCG. I think he's pretty unlucky. Um, I, I, I would say that 
you know, I mean, Staggs wasn't that bad and he got injured. Like it wasn't, wasn't necessarily his fault that happened. Madison didn't have much of a chance. I mean, Adokar is still there tearing it up for the Bulldogs. He had another good game yesterday, barring one defensive lapse on Melfaluma. Um, like, like, there's so many options there, but it doesn't feel like a lot of them are in the front row. I, I feel like RCG is the most unlucky friendy, but is there anyone else that I've missed there? Mm. No, I think, I think you're pretty spot on there. The front row stocks are, are pretty low, and you probably saw that in the Jacob Sofidi selection in the squad in the first game. I mean, Jake's not even in Newcastle's run-on uh, side when we've got our best team on the park, so... Yeah, there's a few guys there. I, th- I think Nico Hines is still really unlucky not to be in the 17. Mm. Um, he's 18th man again, but he's. I would have had him in the 14 jersey over Damien Cook. Um, uh, just touching on our side, I could see if they used Crichton in the middle as well, potentially, that Angus that is. Mm. Um, but I, I just, I'm really concerned about the makeup of our bench. Like, you've got Junior Paolo there who will obviously play front row and then. I don't know, maybe they're asking Payne Haas to play big minutes. From all reports, he's got busted shoulders. Um, and then you've got Cook, who I, I just feel that's such a waste of an interchange to take Coruscant off. I, I, I'm a big fan of taking the punt on your hooker playing 80 minutes in origin and having someone there to fill in if you can. Queensland seemed to do that quite well with um, that rotation there. But Ben Hunt can come on and play a bit of lock. I'm, I'm not sure Cook can do that. So, yeah, Talakai's a back rower as well. I'm, I'm really a bit confused again, to be honest. Um, we didn't produce enough ruck speed in the first game is what they were saying, or Greg Alexander after the game and everything. And the only way you're going to do that if big is if big guys bend the line. And we don't have enough big guys. So I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to play small ball, and I, I'm not sure it's going to work. So as a, as a small digression, I am a Cowboys fan. You guys know that. When we won the comp in 2015, I think a big reason for that is we had three genuine kicking options. We had Thurston and Morgan on the sort of right-hand side with the right boot, and we had Lachlan Coote on the left side with the left boot. And I think that made a really, really big difference for the Cowboys that year. Now, Queensland has that, and one of the area that Queensland definitely beat the Blues last game was king game and they had hunt out of dummy half was excellent at times almost got a 40 20 at one point dce also almost got a 40 20 at one point you have munster's left boot and then you also have ponga's ability close to the line with the boot uh, now new south wales on the flip side of that you know cook's not a noted kicker korea sales not noted luai's not noted tedesco belly ever there is another guy there that does though it's matt burton now can Chris, can you see that Matt Burton might sort of slot in occasionally to sort of uh, help out a little bit, like maybe in midfield bombs and, and or maybe for distance even? I think they'd be silly not to. You know, he's he's a tormentor. He's got one of the best you know hiking games in the game. Maybe he would there. He might play like a, a floating kind of role, like similar to Tom does in attack. And as you say, get him because he, he has a better kicking game than Lula for sure. Mm. Um, in terms of that deep yardage, um, yeah, I, I'm not. Sh- I, I hope that they would, to be honest. But in terms of, do I think they will? I'm not entirely confident that they will. Mm, it's 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 good in theory, but um, you think about when a kick, he's going to have to be in the right position, or the play the ball is going to be have to be in the right position for him to be able to actually get his hands on the ball in the first place, playing left center. Mm. So he might be able to go in field a little bit, but then on the kick chase. 
He's yeah. not going to be the first one down there. He's also going to be completely out of position. So then someone else has got to go to left centre. Where does he fill in? Does he go into the middle somehow? Or Like, it's good in theory, yet Matt Burton's got a great big boot. But if he's playing left centre, how he actually does that in a game is, is another thing. It might happen once or twice, but I wouldn't expect it too often. That's kind of where I land as well on that one. And I, it feels like a bit of like a waste of talent. Um, like he's a very good center. He proved that last year. Don't and don't question the combination. It, it's all makes a lot of sense. But considering their deficiency in the kicking game, and if Cleary's having an off night, which he happened to on on Origin one, they don't have a lot of fullback options. They kept going to Cleary. They were losing the ruck. Queensland were all over him. Uh, it, it caused a lot of issues. So uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see if that if that changes throughout the game. Talakai can play left center. Don't forget about that. So uh, that's, that's also an option if they need to change things up. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, what a tackle! Oh, it's a penalty. Yeah, it's above the horizontal. Let's talk predictions. Freddie, I'll start with you. How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident that New South Wales can bounce back in, in game two? Yeah. Uh, I've been a little bit negative, I think, in my uh, speech, but I think it'll it'll set up nicely for a decider after a high-scoring game at Perth, and I'll be going the Blues uh, 22-18. 22-18. Chris, same question to you. How are you feeling? Yeah, look, I, I do like Coruscant starting. I also do like Burton at centre. I'm not confident, but I refuse to dip Queensland, so <laughs> I'll, go New South, I'll go New South Wales. I think it'll be close regardless. I'll go, yeah, I've got a feeling of the, it'll be a high scoring as well. I'll go New South Wales, uh, 21, Queensland 20. Oh, that'd be, that'd be a great game. Uh, the people of Perth will enjoy that. Um, before I give my prediction, I just want to ask both of you, start with you, Friendy. Do you think this is a better team than Origin 1? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only selection I don't like, or non-selection, is Campbell Bard, but I think overall it's, it's better. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, so I kind of feel the same, and Queensland is slightly weaker. It's not because of selection, though. It's just, you know, injuries. In saying that, again, it's like, who do you, who do you tip? I'm going to have to tip Queensland, so I'm going to go Queensland. I, I have a bit of an outsider for player of the match, so I'm going to go with Queensland having a stronger attacking game especially with some inexperienced centers, etc. So Queensland 20 to 12 for me. Friendy, who's your first try scorer? I'm going to stick solid with uh, the big Penrith powerhouse in Brian Toto. Gagai misses a lot. Cobbo shoots in a lot. I, I think there's going to be room out on that left edge for Toto to crash over. And that is where Jack Whiten uh, scored the first try in the previous game, of course. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. who do you like for first try? I'm going to go other side. I'm going to go Daniel Tupo kick. Big bomb to the corner. From Cleary's boot, presumably, or, <laughs> or Matty Burton? <laughs> yeah, Cleary. Yeah, probably Cleary. Uh, I think that's probably true. Uh, I'm going to stick with my theory that New South Wales are slightly weaker on the right-hand side. So I'm going to go with Valentine Holmes as first try scorer. By the way, I should mention, Kieran sent through his predictions. He's got Queensland 24 to 20, but he thinks that Matt Burton will be the first try scorer. Maybe he took some notes from Origin 1 with the left centre there. Player of the match... Who do we like, Friendy? I'm going to stick solid again with the skipper from New South Wales. Rarely, oh, he's never played a bad game in Sky Blue. He's always one of our best, James Tedesco, the captain. How did you rate his performance in the first game, by the way? We haven't spoken about it on air. How, how did you feel he went? I thought he was quiet the first 20, and then the last 60 of that game, he was just everywhere. He made 
200 plus meters uh never stop trying he's just an absolute pinball so um yeah i love teddy and i think he'll play really well yeah i think you're right i think win lose or draw teddy will play well in a blue jersey it makes sense chris who do you like for player of the match i'm gonna go isaiah yo i think he'll um i think he'll be a bit disappointed obviously he he was suffering you know some type of Head knock and delirious throughout that whole game, and his performance wasn't up to scratch. Similar for um, similar reasons for Tedesco, he just he's not going to be down for too long. I just can see the attack functioning a bit better with him at full health and all the work he does in the middle. I'll go big Isaiah. So he played uh, a truncated game, obviously. Like he had that he had that head knock, and then he I think he only played about fifty odd minutes uh, in Origin One. Do you anticipate that he would you know to, to be player of the match? He'd be playing more than an hour potentially yeah i think i think in when it's on the line like that um i think he'll play close to 80 if not the whole 80 you know um injuries and you know adjustments aside i think he'll play pretty much as much as he can do yeah i probably agree with that uh as i said uh, my queensland player of the match will be an attacking player i think kalen ponga he has some really nice touches. He's had a, you know, he's had a tough old year at the Knights. And Friendy, you know that better than most. It's it's hard to watch at times. Mm. Uh, but he he's trying. He's definitely trying. I can see that he's trying. And when he played for Queensland, he had a couple of try assists. One of them was a bounce pass to Cobo, fair enough. And and one of them was a lovely out ball to Val Holmes on the left side. Um, I can see that growing and improving in in this match. So. Uh, Kalen Ponga for me and Kieran sent through that he thinks Tino Fasul Maliawi will be the player of the match in Queensland's 24-20 victory now it's not the only game for rep round this week we also have a bunch of other games starting on Thursday night let me just bring those up uh, at 5.45pm at Leichhardt Oval so Chris that'll, you'll be heading down to that for sure it's the uh, New South Wales under 19s women and the Queensland under 19s women uh, I don't know many of these players because they like, a few of them have played at NRLW but not a whole lot I'm going to go for Queensland with the heart friendly I assume you go on the Blues yeah I'll be going the Blues yep I'll go the Blues at like my CT team actually like winger <laughs> yeah, it'll be a nice change for sure and then following that game at Leichhardt Oval as well 7.45pm it's the men under 19s uh, New South Wales versus Queensland uh, there's a couple of people that I've seen hovering around NRL squads like Trey Mooney for New South Wales uh, I recognise Jack Howarth from Queensland there's a few uh, very very good players I'm to be in Queensland again friendy Blues for me Blues 13 plus <laughs> Ooh, very uh, at Leichhardt you'd be uh, yelling at them from the hill I'm, I'm sure now that makes it well actually okay we move forward to Friday night now at GIO Stadium out at Canberra 7.45pm it's the women the Opens women New South Wales versus Queensland star started lineups uh, what, I've, what I've sort of noticed is that in terms of advantages I think New South Wales has the advantages in the back line you know you've got people like Jessica Sergis Isabel Kelly Tiana Penitani of course Emma Tonegato at fullback but Queensland's spine which includes uh, Brittany Braley Nati at, at hooker Ali Brigginshaw of course at, at halfback Taryn Aiken at 5'8 and Tamika Upton at fullback is probably an advantage to Queensland and then I think the forward packs kind of cancel each other out. I, I, I am worried about the likes of uh, Samima Taufa, Millie Boyle, and Kezi Apps in the New South Wales Blues side, though. So I think it's probably slightly 
advantage blues if I'm being honest, but I am going to go for the Maroons. Freddie? Yeah, I'll be tipping New South Wales and some of the names you mentioned there, specifically Tonegato, she is an absolute weapon. Uh, for those who haven't seen her play, watch her go. She'll, she'll do really well. Go the Blues. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tasty matchup, really. Tamika Upton is, I mean, Ali Brigginshaw is probably Queensland's greatest ever player in, in this format. She's elite. Um, but Tamika is like right there with her. <laughs> like, I think like she's on the up. So uh, Tonegato versus Upton is a huge battle for me. Chris, who do you like here? Yeah, I think the Blues have a bit more strike power, like you alluded to, but Queensland's fine, especially Brigginshaw. Yeah, um, Brigginshaw is just... Her pass selection is as good as anyone I've seen, man or woman. She's exceptional. Yeah, she has great um, footy IQ, really makes a decision. I'll go, I'm going New South Wales, but I, I think it'll actually be a really close game. The, the thing that really tells me how good these teams are is looking at some of the reserves. Uh, for New South Wales, we've got Sam Brebner. Corbin Baxter couldn't crack it into the 17. For Queensland, you've got names like Romy Tietzel, uh, Karina Brown, Zahara Tamara. I mean, Tamara's just like... She she would walk into that New South Wales halves pairing, I think. Uh, but because they've got Brickenshaw and Taryn Aiken, there's no room for it. She's 18th. Uh, that's really, really tough. So... Uh, Hopefully it'll be a great game. Do check it out on Friday night. I, I, I always love watching the Women's Origin because it's just it's often low scoring and it's just really, really tough footy. So I'm looking forward to that one. The next game in rep round is from Mount Smart Stadium. Good to have football back over there. It's the Kiwi Ferns uh, versus the Tonga women. I don't have much of a lead on this. I would suggest that most of the NRLW experience lies with the Kiwi Ferns. So I'll be going for them. Friendy, who do you like here? Yeah, I'll be tipping the Kiwi Ferns as well, and I'm not. I haven't seen the team lists, but hopefully, um, one of my favourite women players, the Ironing Lady, because she irons people out. Uh, hopefully, she's playing for the Kiwi Ferns. She's great to watch. She's one of their back rowers. She's a gun. Yeah, I think um, the women's specific football is going to probably going to mirror the men's a bit with the, obviously a couple of years lag. I think um, the development. Um, structures in place probably a bit better with the ferns so I'm going to go with them but give it a couple of years I think we'll see it become closer like the um, you know the the men's international rugby league which we're looking forward to because that is the next game from Mount Smart Stadium at 3.20 on Saturday afternoon they haven't named exact seven teams at this stage I don't believe or some of them have some of them haven't I think New Zealand named a squad Tonga named uh, their lineup, but of course they named Daniel Tupo, uh, CSE for Talakai, so they're not going to be playing for them, obviously. Um, I, I look, the hot is probably Tonga because they've been red hot, but that was all before COVID. So I actually think New Zealand's named a really, really good squad here. A lot of players that are in form from, from good teams, you know, you got like Brandon Smith, uh, Joe Tarpanay. Uh, Jordan Rickey's playing really well for the Broncos. Griffin Neem's been really good for the Cowboys. The Queensland legend, Ronaldo Militalo's in there. Isaiah Papali'i from the Eels has been one of the form back rowers. Ken Mamalo, of course, Tigers leading try scorer this year. Peter Hickey's found, you know, James Fisher Harris has a lot of good players. Uh, Jerome Hughes, of course, as well. So I'm going to go for New Zealand. That might be a bit of an upset. I'm not sure, but I, I think New Zealand. Uh, Friendy, how do you see this one? Yeah, New Zealand for me. I think on the back of Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown, uh, I think they're they're on fire at the moment, both of them. So, yeah, they'll be too strong, in my opinion. Uh, the Tongan halves from... I know Katoni Staggs is playing 5'8". Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and their halfback. It, it was Amoni from uh, the Dragons. Talatau Amoni. Right, okay. Yeah, so I think that's really where New Zealand get the edge. I think the forward packs, this will be old school, bash them up, like um, dodge them car sort of people bouncing off everywhere. This will be awesome to watch. But then I think the class of the, the elite halves in, in Hughes and Dylan Brown, um, yeah, I think they'll get them home. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same with Friendy. I think the the um, bit of game control, match awareness, bit of footy IQ in the halves is going to be the difference between them. Fully agree that the, I would say um, the better forward pack, but I think Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown. I think there's just a bit more skill, match game experience in you know controlling, kick to a corner, etc. I think yeah, I think the Kiwis will win, but I think it'll be close. Not to mention they've got Kieran Foran there as well in the squad too. So they've got some informed halves. Uh, to, to your point, the Tongans, their spine is uh, Kula from the Seagulls, who looks pretty good. Staggs, who doesn't play much 5'8", Amone, and then Salida Havili at dummy half. Uh, but the rest of the forward pack for Tonga is Taukayoho, Fanua Blake, Tupanua, Kaloa Matangi, Taumalolo, with Ola Kawatu, <laughs> Pangai Jr. and Tavita Totola on the bench. Mo, Mo Fodawaka couldn't even make the 17. Like, <laughs> just uh, just quickly, what, what's the food bill at their hotel? <laughs> astronomical. <be> astronomical. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it would be. It would be something else for sure. Uh, that is a... That is a a bunch of thick-set blokes, though, that lot. Uh, I would not be wanting to play against them. Uh, so, yes, but New Zealand for me, too, definitely. Uh, the next game is from Campbelltown Sports Stadium. Some more football for you to watch, Chris. It's the Samoans against the Cook Islands. Now, Samoa's got a pretty good team. You know, they've got some good players there, uh, or at least players that have a fair bit of experience at rep level or NRL level. So we're talking about, like, Anthony Milford, uh, David Norfoluma, Francis Molo, uh, Jaden Sua, Oshe Ole is in there as well. <laughs> Joshy Schuster, your mate, he's in there. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. They've got Luciano Lelua here listed as a North Queensland Cowboys player, although that's not exactly official yet. Uh, Taylor May, Spencer Lenu, you know, they've got some really good players, Samoa, so they, they could have a really, really good game. The Cook Islands, however, have, have, have got some good players for sure, but I would say the most high-profile player they've got is either Isan Masters or Brendan Piakura from the Broncos, who is a weapon. Uh, keep an eye on him. But they're, they're taking a lot from, like, Queensland Cup, even lower grades than that. So my tip is definitely Samoa. Friendy? Yeah, yeah, I'll be the same Samoa. Just more NRL experience. And when the guys are in those elite systems, they're, they're just that class above, aren't they? So, yeah, I'll be tipping them. Yeah, I think Samoa as well. Same point, just got a, a bit of depth of high-grade football experience. I do have Cook Island have a good, put in a good performance, though. But I think, yeah, I just think that that top-level NRL um, class will overcome them in the end. I think um, Jordan Rappenau would normally play for the Cook Islands, wouldn't he? But he's been selected for the Kiwis. Is that right? I think that's correct, yes. He, he is in the, Queen, the Kiwis, yeah, for yeah, sure, they, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. One person I, I forgot to mention, of course, was Makahesi Makatoa from the Eels. He is playing for Cook Islands as well. Not to mention Penrith legend. And I, th- I think also West Tigers legend, Jeff Daniela. Did he play for the Tigers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Centre, yeah. Center, yep. 
Yeah, yeah. He plays for St. Mary's these days. But <laughs> anyway, um, I, I definitely keep an eye on uh, Brendan Piakura. He is, he is a gun for the Broncos. And this, the penultimate game is between the Papua New Guineans and Fiji. Uh, that's also from Campbelltown Sports Stadium on Saturday evening at 7.50pm. Alex Johnston playing for Papua New Guinea. I don't think he's ever done that before. I've never seen him play for them before, I don't think. Uh, he's been named at fullback. Uh, David Mead and Justin Olam are the centres. Lockie Lambs at 5'8". So they've got some pretty good players in their halves and back line. Um, Fiji have named more of a, a squad. And they've got like guys like Viliama Kikau, Kevin Nagama, Ravalawa, Mike Acevo, Semi Valamai. Um, they have some very, very, very good players. So I'm probably going to go with Fiji here. Uh, Kamakamika as well, of course. He's a gun. So I think I think Fiji, but Papua New Guinea won't leave a stone unturned. That is for certain. Friendy, what do you think? I'm probably going to go the, the opposite, which could be an upset. I'm going to go Papua New Guinea uh, just because they have the the Queensland Cup team um, where a fair few of the guys are, are representing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't know, they might just gel together a little bit better. But, yeah, it should be a good game, very entertaining. I'm expecting a lot of ball movement and some very hard-bodied humans going at each other. It should be good. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait. Um, and it's a good chance for a few of those. You mentioned, like, PNG Hunters, but also, you know, Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup level players uh, getting a bit of a crack at the international stage. It's always fun to watch. And you see guys like Isaac Lumi Lumi, uh, you know, playing with guys like uh, Mokai Drecky, you know, it'd be good fun. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I want to go to the upset with PNG just because every time you watch PNG games, even in Queensland Cup, the, the level of passion and, you know, dedication is something else. And a lot of things that, you know, go missing in, NRL teams around, you know, guys actually having a crack. Mm. They never leave any stone unturned, but I am going to go Fiji, but probably only just. I do want to tip PNG, but I think there's just a little bit more class in the Fiji squad. Agreed. Um, and the last game, of course, is the state of origin that we have talked about at length. Let's talk about bold predictions. I'll go first. It might stoke some fire. Queensland will win all the games they're competing in. So that's the, uh, of course, men's, women's, and of course, both under-19s as well. Friendly, what's your bold this week? Yeah, cool. I'll go the opposite. I'll go New South Wales will win all theirs. <laughs> I thought that might stoke some competitive juices. And, <laughs> and With a Kiwi Ferns kicker. Yeah, all right, cool. Cool, I like that. Um, and Chris, what's yours? I'll go Daniel Tupo double in origin, Alex Johnson double in the PNG test. Ah, I rate that. And Kieran has a bold that he sent through as well. So his bold is that Tino Fasu Maliawi will run double the meters of Josh Papali'i, which is probably fair enough because he'll play more minutes, I would think. Uh, and that no player yeah. will make more than 45 tackles, which is probably because Cook and Coriasau will share that role. So I think he's, I think he's thinking that, yeah, no one's going to make more than 45 tackles. I can see he's thinking there. I think that makes a lot of sense. He'll be death riding Cam Murray then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he'll be hoping that Cam Murray has a spell, I think, for maybe 20 minutes or so. Uh, But Mm. if if he, if he doesn't, yeah, I think, I think he might be in some trouble there. That's why it's a bold prediction, I suppose. Um, Guys, time for shout outs. Um, Who, who are we shouting out? 
my shout outs to my lovely partner Michelle. Uh, she was a little bit crooked last week, but she's uh, all good now, recovered well. So that's why I wasn't on the pod last week. But yeah, yeah, uh, all our love to Michelle. We uh, we did uh, send that via Friendy last week. Uh, we were very sad that Friendy couldn't be part yeah. of it, but for a good cause. So get better soon, yeah, Michelle. Uh, Chris, what's your shout out this week? Yeah, two rugby league, uh, rugby league related injuries. Shout out Alex Twelve. He's probably my favourite player in rugby league, as you guys. Probably are well aware. Mm-hmm. Got the nasty head knock on the weekend. Hope the big fella gets back soon. Of course, Jesus Christ, we need him. <laughs> also, just going to be the bigger man here. I'm going to uh, shout out Ivan Cleary dealing with some health issues. I hope he obviously turns the page real quick and he's back in the coaching box. Here, here. I, I've got no shout outs to top that. So shout out to uh, to Alex and to Ivan. Hope they get better soon. And Shell as well. We're, we're just like ending on a very positive health vibes note for our friends and family. <laughs> Above the Horizontal is brought to you by the Pioneer Australia. Find them on Facebook or at www.pioneeraustralia.wordpress.com. The panellists are Miles Stedman, Kieran Gibson and Daniel Friend. And it's hosted and produced by me, Bo Nicholson.